From the 97.7 WAOB Studios at 6th and Busserin Streets in downtown Vincennes. It's time now for Legal News and Views. Now, here's Dave Rulligan and Jeff Cobb with Legal News and Views. Welcome, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And uh, it's this. we're live uh, down here at the corner of 6th and Busserin in the old Brevoort House on the second floor. Uh, you can call us and join us, 812-882-3737, uh, which is by far the easiest way to do it. The um, But we would like your questions. That way we would talk about things you'd want to hear. Otherwise, Dave and I go on our merry way discussing what we think are interesting and hope you agree are interesting cases uh, in an educational an informational format. It's not my microphone. The way you describe that is not actually what we do. But All right. It sounds better the way you say it. Well, I was trying to put a little sugar on it, yes. Did you ever order a uh, car? What, what, what do we actually do? It's kind of what you said, only less structured. Chaos. Plus, we don't care what they think. It's all for our own entertainment. Well, no, but we hope. We hope. Hope springs eternal from the human breast. All right. You ever order a car from a dealership? Uh, yes. These guys, in, during the uh, height of the pandemic, they went into Kia and Ford, two different customers, and they couldn't get what they wanted because cars were short, so they got with the factory and paid a deposit to the dealership and ordered all the custom items they want, waited patiently. You can go online and watch your car being built, and we got notice, hey, your car's in at the dealership, and they rush down there, and the dealer says, oh, sorry, we sold it. It's two different guys, expensive, custom-built cars, and uh, they've complained to Ford, and they've complained to Kia, and Basically, it turns out there's not much anyone can do about it because it comes into inventory, and if it's not segregated as custom order, it goes into the regular inventory, and the first guy there with the cash uh, gets the vehicle. So these people were well, kind of steamed. There is such a thing as a verbal contract that could be enforced. They they lost their cars. If, if they had damage. The other damages are they had to wait more, I, sus- yes, I suspect. Right. Yeah. But I think the, the only point of this article is that there's, they're not really guaranteed, and a, you know, a deposit is not the same as a purchase agreement. And I think that's probably just uh, hopefully an oversight or bad business uh, on the part of these individual um, dealers. Uh, some people have commented, much as you have, that, well, that's a breach of contract. You paid money, and they accepted it, and so you're entitled to the value of the truck, which I have a hard time with because my damages no, are, no. are not the value of the truck no, because I didn't pay for the truck. That's right. Just but there would be damages. Right. Uh, I usually follow up on stories. No follow-ups this week. Uh, so that takes me to celebrities and the law. Uh, Treat Williams, not a name most people would know. May he but, rest in peace. But he um, probably was in over 120 different shows, movies, um, a character actor for the most part. 
Blue Bloods, I think, was his most recent um, uh, acting job. I will confess, I had to look at his picture to see who he was. I, the name did not, it seemed familiar, but I did not know his work. And I think he was 70 at the time of his death, uh, which uh, he was on a motorcycle uh, when a car uh, driven by 35-year-old Ryan Koss of Dorset, Vermont, uh, turned in front of him, left-hand turn, motorcycle hit the car, and Williams was flung quite a distance uh, from the, the vehicle, causing his death. Uh, the driver of the car... Uh, has been charged with grossly negligent operation uh, and is currently being uh, held. Um, I, I think he's made bond, so he's he's out. But uh, uh, I suppose who you turn left in front of kind of makes it more important what charges are filed against you. Elon Musk, he bought Twitter, now known as X for some reason. He's been in trouble with his sign two or three times uh, he got in trouble with his landlord once because he was changing the color or something on the Twitter logo. And then a week or so ago, he got in trouble for blocking a busy street, taking down the Twitter sign and logo without getting a proper permit. And then he put this giant flashing uh, X Marks on, top, the spot. on top of his building. And the people who are living in those uh, condos and apartments uh, around there uh, were complaining because it was insanely bright. I think it must have been LED with a different flashing program, or it would just randomly flash. I guess there was some pattern to it. And I mean, literally, these people were forced out of their high-rise, very expensive apartments because even with the blinds closed, they couldn't watch television because the (laughs) light... And, of course, when they did this news story, they uh, remembered or reminded us of the uh, Seinfeld where there was, a, uh, I think, a Roy Rogers chicken or something across from Kramer's apartment with this yeah, hot yeah. orange glow that was on all the time. Uh, so that's, the sign has been removed, which I think would only be probably wasn't properly permitted would be my guess, and also the complaints. We've had cases like that here in little old Vincennes where a store or business upgraded their lights to um, the uh, LED, which are typically a lot brighter, and apparently you can put shields on them where people were complaining because this one business changed their lights and they could read a newspaper at midnight in their bedroom with no lights on. It was so intensely bright shining through the windows, so... Uh, light pollution is something people need to be aware of when they're designing those things. Well, not necessarily a celebrity, but I would say very well known is Diane Feinstein, uh, the 90-year-old senator from California. Uh, we, maybe we've talked about before, uh, we, there have been stories about the Democrats uh, and Republicans trying to decide what to do about uh, whether she is no longer fit for office. Uh, her husband uh, was Richard Bloom, um, a well-to-do individual, businessman, and he recently passed away. Catherine Feinstein, age 66, is her her mother's attorney, in fact, her agent under a power of attorney, uh, and has now filed two lawsuits related to Richard Bloom's death. Uh, 
Uh, the first one relates to a California beach house that was owned by Bloom. Uh, the lawsuit try, is trying to sell the house in order to raise funds for Diane's ongoing medical treatments. The second lawsuit challenges the appointment of two other trustees in Bloom's estate, Michael Klein, a longtime lawyer for Bloom, and Mark Schlovnik, a business partner of Bloom's, were named uh, trustees, uh, and uh, according to the lawsuit, the trust was to take care of Diane Feinstein's expenses. However, the lawsuit argues the pair have withheld Bloom's life insurance proceeds from Feinstein, uh, they have responded through their attorney saying, no, we've not withheld any funds and always given Feinstein whatever she has requested. So I'm sure we're going to hear more uh, about this lawsuit. I suspect uh, Bloom may be a second subsequent marriage uh, and that there are other families involved uh, just from experience in these matters. A subsequent childless marriage because second and subsequent are the same thing. There'll be more legal news and views on 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, 14.50 AM, WAOV. Stay tuned. We'll be right back continuing our bickering. <laughs> Advertising on radio offers several advantages to make it a valuable marketing channel for businesses. Number one, a wide reach. Radio has a broad reach, reaching millions of listeners across different demographics and geographic areas. Targeted audience. Radio stations often cater to specific demographics or target markets. It's cost-effective. Radio advertising can be more cost-effective compared to other traditional media channels like television. This makes it a viable option for businesses with smaller advertising budgets. Frequency and repetition. Radio allows for frequent and repetitive exposure to your message. Immediacy and localism. Radio provides real-time information and local content, making it a popular choice for immediate promotions and local advertising. Flexibility and creativity. Radio ads offer flexibility in terms of ad duration and format. This flexibility allows for creative storytelling, engaging jingles, or even celebrity endorsements, depending on the objective and budget of the campaign. Mobile and on-the-go audiences. Radio is a mobile medium, often consumed while people are commuting, driving, or engaging in other activities. This means your message can reach a captive audience during key moments when they're receptive to hearing about products, services, and promotions. And lastly, emotional connection. Radio has the ability to create an emotional connection with listeners through voice, sound effects, and music. Well-crafted radio ads can evoke emotions and capture attention, enabling advertisers to establish a deep connection with their target audience. To learn more about advertising with TOC Direct Media, visit OriginalCompany.com. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I noticed your wife was in New York, out of town for a while. Well, she flew my granddaughter back to New York and came back with my son, his wife, and two grandkids. It's so not an even exchange. <laughs> I just noticed you didn't have your wedding ring on, so when you batch it, do you take the ring off? How does that work, Jeff? Here's how that works. I've lost my wedding ring. Oh. 
after tender subject. Almost fifty years we were Oh my gosh. We were traveling and flying and um Somewhere along the line, uh, I think at a, probably airport security, I, I, I took it off, even though I don't think you're supposed to take it off, and I, and, and it's gone. It's lost. It's a, about an ounce of gold, two thousand dollars worth. Ouch. Yeah. Tell I'm me, glad I brought that tell, up. <laughs> tell me about it. That is the reason why I am not wearing a wedding ring. I've, well, that gives you and Deb something. After 50 years, same ring, I've lost it. Gives you and Deb something to chat about. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still have my wedding ring. I, uh, when my wife passed away, I had them melted down and made into little uh, necklaces for me and the two kids. Oh. So. Well, I think a fitting tribute. Uh, this guy... Last week I talked, or the week before, I guess, about these people that were importing recyclable aluminum and plastic into California, running a scam, got over $7 million. California did not like that. This guy's from Connecticut, was given nearly $300,000. Think about the volume there. In fraudulent Home Depot credit, he would walk into stores in various states, taking expensive doors out and then returning them without a receipt at the other end for door receipts. <laughs> uh, this guy was detained without bail after a judge entered a not guilty plea on his behalf. Um, he dressed to appear like a contractor, entered the store empty-handed. Uh, he would then load a door or several doors worth hundreds of dollars each onto a lumber cart, take them to the service department, and return them without a receipt. He was given store credit that he later redeemed at other stores. If the return was denied, he would take the doors without paying and return them at another store. So, you won't give me my money back? Okay, see ya. I'll take these back. Home Depot stores in Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey were involved. He was given uh, about 370 fraudulent store credits without, between June of 21 and February 22. And whenever I see these stories about these rascally criminals, I think... You know, if you put that evil mind to good, you might have legitimate income that doesn't require traveling to five states stealing doors from a lumberyard. The only person I've ever heard use rascally is Elmer Fudd. You rascally wubbit. So yeah, a speech I impediment. Put you in the elite category. <laughs> uh, we have heard about Ozembic uh, and some of the other... Drugs designed for diabetes, diabetics type 2, uh, they're long-lasting insulin uh, aiming at the A1C count uh, that uh, doctors rely on. Uh, in addition to Ozembic, uh, Eli Lilly has just come out with Munjaro. Uh, there are others, Trulicity, and I, I can't re quite remember the name. Uh, and so it is only inevitable that there be a backlash, and it has started a lawsuit filed by Jackal in Borkland in Louisiana alleges that Ozembic, that she took for over a year, now keep in mind these are injections you take once a week, uh, plus more recently, Munjaro, that she to switched to. Weekly? I thought it was more. Weekly. Monthly. It's a shot. It's, it's quite expensive. Uh, it is, it is. Um, so, 
apparently she was doing it for weight loss, but uh, she claims that as a result of the use of these products, she has gastroparesis, which is paralyzed stomach. And that is uh, right now not curable. Uh, it involves the stomach being unable to digest um, food and uh, be creating nausea and stomach discomfort. Um, Can't not, keep anything down, apparently. Apparently. Now, uh, I will say nausea is a side effect of these drugs, um, and uh, the feeling of being full is the reason why you lose weight uh, under these drugs. So uh, it's hard to we'll keep an eye on these and other lawsuits of a similar nature, but almost always uh, any type of drug has some side effect. On a side note uh, to that, I'm pretty sure that taking it for weight loss is off-label. Well, it's not, it's not trying, supposed to be prescribed for that. That is correct, but they're trying to actually get approved for weight loss. And the other thing uh, on the news today, maybe as a result of this story, is many employers are either f- taking it off their insurance coverage or in dramatically increasing the copay for employees who have health insurance. And the employers are saying, we're not going to cover this anymore because it's too expensive. Yeah. Amazon, they use people and private individuals and big trucks and airplanes, and yes. now they are using donkeys, uh, mules, uh, which is a donkey-horse hybrid, uh, to deliver uh, products to guests and employees at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, and they say, we bring down pretty much anything the Phantom Ranch might need and any sort of packages they want delivered. Phantom Ranch mule packer Annie Zenon said in a post, has reached out to Amazon <coughs> for further comment on whether mules are used in other locations in and out of Arizona. <coughs> the team starts the packaging process at 2 in the 2.45 in the morning. That way the delivery can take place before the extreme heat. Packer responsibilities include weighing items, feeding and cleaning the mules, and hoisting them with supplies. The mules... Uh, uh, then head out uh, right at sunrise, two packers, uh, each leading a string of mules. One of the favorite things about this job is I'm helping people live down at the bottom of the canyon. I've not done this, but I know our late lamented friend uh, Roscoe Cunningham was very proud of taking his family on mules down into the Grand Canyon. I've not taken that tour because I think the odds are that once in a while they, they slip or just you know give up. I'm tired of this. I quit. Yeah, you can hike it as well, but um, that would be a hard pass. I'm not going to do that either. No, <laughs> not me. Have you heard the story about the Great Kentucky Horde? I have not. Uh, not uh, not explained is how uh, the gentleman came to find them, uh, or who the gentleman is, or where he found them. This is a great story so far. Other than the state of Kentucky. Uh, But uh, he was, I think, smart enough to uh, go to uh, an expert on coins and to show him a gold double eagle coin. And those who are, oh, let's see, what is the name, numistatist or something like that. That sounds right. And uh, they, um, they will know 
that this is the rarest of coins uh, and has great value. Uh, when the expert looked at the coin, uh, he was stunned and said, well, this is amazing. These are very rare, at which point in time the gentleman handled him 20 more of the same coin. Uh, apparently, the gentleman has found gold coins from the Civil War era, uh, 1860 and 63. They are United States coins, $1, uh, $10, and $20. And so far has uh, claimed there's a claim value of more than $2 million. But as soon as he produced the second coin, the value went down. <laughs> That's That would be right, I suppose. Uh, and here's the deal. He's not done digging the coins up out of the ground. Hence his reluctance to say where he, exactly. who he is and where he lives exactly. and where he's digging. Uh, now, there, there's a lot of speculation going on about what would lead to this. And, of course, there is the story of Confederate gold. Uh, with the end of the Confederacy, um, the is that the one where the FBI is supposed to have maps and they're looking for it or something? Well, Jefferson Davis uh, and other members of the Confederacy <laughs> fled Richmond as was about to be captured, uh, and supposedly uh, took the um, gold saved by the Confederacy with them, only to later uh, hide it, uh, or it, and, and maybe the best way is to say it disappeared. Uh, and there have been shows on TV about it and people trying to figure out what path they took and where they may have been. Uh, and believe it or not, I, I have never heard Kentucky mentioned. I think the, they are, their path actually took them further south through uh, Alabama and Mississippi. But uh, uh, there, there's probably more to this story, and we'll cover it as we go along. You hear from time to time stolen valor where people who claim to be veterans or decorated veterans get into trouble. This is a Wisconsin man who pretended to be a Marine while he was in prison uh, for armed robbery in an attempt to scheme uh, and scam money from a woman. Uh, they found him out that he was in prison as a felon, has been sentenced to three years in prison and three years probation. Jacoby Scott Timblin, 35, of Richland Center, Wisconsin, pleaded no contest at a hearing to uh, the charge of making a false statement about one's military service with the intent to commit another crime. In the no contest plea, a defendant doesn't admit or deny uh, culpability for that. He began communicating with a woman online in 2015. Uh, in 2016, someone pretending to be uh, Tremblin's mother contacted the woman asking her to send a letter to him because he was supposedly a Marine serving overseas. Truth was, Timblin was in Wisconsin prison for armed robbery conviction. After years of exchanging letters with the woman, he got out of prison in 2019 and began dating her, keeping her up the guise that he was a Marine. So when his mom, or someone claiming to be his mom, got her to write to him, she thought he was a deployed service member, and he was actually undeployed because he was in prison. Someone uh, Later that year, someone claiming to be his uh, captain contacted the woman asking for a loan to purchase a gift for Timlin in recognition of his heroism. T uh, Timlin told the woman he had been on four deployments to Afghanistan and his uh, fully made-up lie uh, finally caught up with him, so he's headed back to prison. 
Um, Timblin, who previously was named Jacob Elliott, but changed his name after he began the scam, was arrested in January and remained in custody rather than pay a $5,000 bond. So I hope it was worth it for him because, you know, once you get out of prison, a lot of times you don't want to go back. That takes us to the half-hour break here on Legal News and Views, WAOE. AM.com, uh, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. You can give us a call over the break, 812-882-3737, and we'll be back with what you want to know. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And time now for that regularly scheduled segment of the program known as Least competent criminals. Uh, we had to go to the archives. No current least competent criminals. Uh, so we go to a story from Toronto, Canada. Uh, looked like about 2012, but uh, two gentlemen, uh, unnamed, uh, ages 45 and 42, walked into a money transfer store with a duffel bag filled with $520,000 of cash because they wanted to wire that amount to an address in Los Angeles. Now, be it the United States and obviously in Canada, that is going to get them charged with money laundering. And uh, that would be the reason for them being least competent. Let's add one more to that. Michael Polera, age 46, and his mother, age 70, apparently have uh, throughout all 50 states, I, I guess that includes Alaska and Hawaii, uh, had a scheme where they would uh, uh, switch the tags on items uh, like a Walmart and uh, take a $3 item and put it on a $500 item and check out. Um, they would apparently still be doing this, and they did it over 10 years, except that Michael decided to use a reward card that he had gotten for purchasing the, the smaller items, making it uh, easily easy traceable. Tracing back. Yeah. Uh, how about you? I have no current ones, but many years ago I was shopping at, I believe it was a Sam's Club, and we were going on vacation. We brought this this little tiny television, nine square inch or something, and it had a uh, VCR player so we could watch movies. Yeah. And I took it to the checkout, and the lady said, you have to open that. I said, why? And there could be something in there. I said, this is $375. Why, why would I pay for $375 if I was going to cram something in here surreptitiously that uh, was worth less or more. How could I get any more in there? Uh-huh. No, you have to open it. I think I lost her surreptitiously. So, uh, Alright. Uh, I remember having some of those in auctions. And uh, the, 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 the one story it was a large auction in this state. And there's this player, but I think it was a CD player, not a VHS, and a TV screen on it, and it looked like a nice piece. And it was in one of those buckets where you sell everything in the bucket. Well, I noticed that it kept disappearing. 
and it kept ending up in the bottom of other buckets so somebody could buy the bucket cheap and, and get this this item. <laughs> so I, I finally pulled it out and told an auctioneer to sell it separately. Yeah. Well, there's no ethics in auctions? I'm shocked. No. Uh, I guess, are you done? Yeah, uh, right, yes. That's our, uh, our, that our uh, outro. is this week's Least Competent Criminals. Thank you. Thank you very much. These guys would probably fit in as competent criminals. The Gucci store, obviously a high-end retailer, at a mall in Century City out in California was robbed Monday by a large group of thieves. I think there were nine of them. Nine of them oh, yeah. In a grab-and-dash heist that was caught on video, according to the L.A. Police Department. A group of at least nine could be seen sprinting out of the store around 3.10 p.m. Monday in a video posted to Twitter. LAPD confirmed that there was a robbery at the store. It was not immediately clear if the men were armed or if anyone was injured. Video shows at least nine of them wearing hoodies spraying out of the entrance to the Gucci store uh, with merchandise overflowing in their arms. Bystanders looked on and took video while a lone security guard walked helplessly behind the men as they sprinted away. A suited man who appeared to work at Gucci uh, could be heard on the phone calling the police. Um, Not clear how much was stolen or if they've managed any arrest. LAPD could not provide any info on the amount of merchandise and declined to name which store at the mall was robbed. Um, These are becoming uh, more common. And also, yeah, I think you had a story a couple of weeks ago where someone actually got fired for calling the police or trying to interfere uh, with uh, someone. And I saw a news item on uh, the television where... um, they call it um, uh, tourism crime, where people come in and they say, "Here, I'm, I'm here on vacation, and their sole purpose is to steal stuff and then go back to their home country. And they're, mm-hmm. they're not here for any legitimate purpose, and the odds of catching them uh, are completely remote. So um, what a world. Cristo Talavera. Uh, a nurse was finishing uh, breakfast uh, for her partner and father of her youngest uh, son, 14-month-old son, on Father's Day, June 20, 2021. Her partner walked out of their bedroom around 11 a.m., found her lying face down on the floor, collapsed. She was dead. Apparently, she had been taking Kratom or Kratom. I saw sure. that story. Not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, first time I've heard of it. It is uh, from a, uh, a leaf of a tropical plant uh, used uh, as a pain reliever and mood enhancer. Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, it has side effects including addiction and is sometimes deadly, as it was in the case of Crystal. Uh, the market people market the product. Um, I'm not quite clear who they were. Uh, Grow LLC uh, just simply uh, there was a lawsuit alleged that they misrepresented misled about the risk and led to her death and in Florida last week a judge ordered them to pay 11 million dollars for overdosing on the herbal supplement it is not clear uh, what if any resources they have to pay an 11 million dollar judgment but um, be careful out there, people. Yeah. Uh, another disruptive passenger makes the news. Uh, this person was banned from a United 
airline flight uh, from any future flights after causing an L.A. bound flight to divert to Phoenix. The passenger was upset over an incident with wine and refusing orders from the flight crew. Took place on a United flight on Tuesday, which departed from uh, Houston. Uh, of course, there's always footage taken by another passenger where the woman was reportedly upset because she could not get her wine. Uh, in the TikTok video, the woman was standing up and yelling at another traveler, saying that she was being accused, beat me up. The woman can be heard saying uh, to the other passenger in the footage, a flight attendant yelled at the woman to return to her seat. Miss, if you don't sit down, we're going to land the plane and you're going to go in handcuffs. It's like when you're traveling with your parents. Don't make me stop this car. Don't make me land this plane. Uh, why are you doing this? I help you get on the aircraft. This is how you're going to treat me. The flight attendant said once the woman in her seat, I gave her a hug because you told me you were going to have anxiety and I hugged you. So they had to divert, which would be hugely expensive and hugely disruptive. I mean, a lot of people are traveling, and they have to make a connection and say, hey, we're not going to our destination because this one person ruined it for everyone. What is wrong with these people on airplanes? Oh, it, it is getting wilder and wilder. Uh, L.A. Fitness Center, I think, somewhere in the state of Washington, doesn't say, uh, Marissa Woods was there with her sister, Delry Rosario. Um, Rosario, age 36, was running on the treadmill next to Marissa Woods uh, when she collapsed and hit her head on the treadmill, killing her. Uh, this will, I assume, lead to some kind of lawsuit. Uh, she, The sister said she yelled for help, and there were people there who did come, but the employees just stood still. Uh, she said not one worker helped. I think they were in shock. Um, be careful out there, people. Treadmills, supplements, all kinds of things going on. Uh, from uh, Folly Beach, uh, I think is in Florida, or North South Carolina maybe. Uh, yes, South Carolina. Uh, we have uh, Samantha Miller, who uh, got married to Eric Hutchinson. Uh, they were driving away from the reception under a canopy of sparklers in a golf cart, which was rear-ended by a vehicle driven by Kamarowski, uh, Jamie Kamarowski. Uh, Jamie refused a blood alcohol test, but later was found to have three times the legal limit of alcohol as a result, and the publicity, I'm sure, that was given, because you, you're talking about a wedding, highly photographed wedding, with uh, video and pictures of the two couple. They're killing the bride and seriously injuring the groom. She's currently being held without bond in the South Carolina jail. No prior criminal conviction. Uh, and now uh, the attorneys are trying to get her released on a $100,000 bond, uh, but right now, the judge says no. Flight risk. Yeah. More legal news and views, 97.3 and 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Indiana. If you're a Medicaid member, you should know guaranteed coverage is coming to an end. Keep an eye on your mailbox for important information from Medicaid. 
When you receive it, go online and enter your updated information to maintain your coverage or to find other coverage if you're no longer eligible for Medicaid. Keep your health and keep your coverage. Learn more at fssabenefits.in.gov. Ready for incredible speed and high octane fun. The Indy Airstrip Attack returns to Marion, Indiana Airport August 11th and 13th. This fast paced racing event showcases some of the most powerful cars in the world. Presented by Revolution and Shift Sector. Get details at showmegrandcounty.com. Grant County, Indiana. Classic cool. Indiana Adventure is near. Come to Grant County this year. Is your network not performing like it should? Do you need expert advice on how to better your business's network, large or small? In need of technical support, but don't want to add the cost of headcount to your bottom line? IntelliSyn Managed Services is more than your local broadband and voice provider. From basic internet connection to network integration and management, let our experts support you every step of the way. Don't know where to start? Give RTC Communications a call at 812-486-3211 for a consultation. And we're back. Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. Still time for your call, 812-882-3737. Sad news. After 16 years of bipartisan talks, the incandescent light bulb is now in effect gone. The effort to phase out the light bulb began with former President George W. Bush back in 2007 has since been altered by multiple presidential administrations. Bush's Energy Independence and Security Act uh, did not outright ban those bulbs, but it did call for household light bulbs to have about 25% better efficiency. In 2017, Barack Obama added a new regulation to the act that would uh, phase out these light bulbs and other specialty bulbs by January 2020. Trump withdrew the 2017 regulation in 19 on the basis that the legal rationale underlying these revisions misconstrued existing law, which I think, uh, if I can translate, is he didn't like it. A new rule was passed by uh, Biden in April of 2022, stating light bulbs must emit a minimum of 45 lumens per watt. Um, So if you go to look to replace a light bulb, you may find that you don't have the choice. Uh, I've found... The replacement bulbs, the uh, small uh, LED version, or the those little twisty bulbs. Uh, twisty bulbs. Yeah, you know, they're they're. Uh, <laughs> they don't last as long as what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. Okay. And they they're more expensive, and then you put them in, so this will be oh, whoa, 15 whoa. years, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, so. And that next, they're going to get rid of gas ranges and flush toilets and. More progress. Window air conditioners are on the list too, somewhere. Hmm. Oh well, that would only impact people with windows on, on the lower uh, socioeconomic scale, I would guess. Well, I don't know. I, I haven't done the research. Fluorescent, twisty fluorescent bulbs. Robert Shiver, uh, a Georgia man, uh, played football at Auburn in his youth, and apparently for a short time with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, He transitioned to business and became executive vice president of the Senior Life Insurance Company. Along the way, he married Lindsay, um, who was a former beauty pageant contestant. Uh, And they then had, I think, four kids. 
So you uh, you have a pretty good, um, uh, what looks like a perfect marriage. They vacation frequently to the Caribbean islands where they had uh, some kind of a home. Uh, they pose for photos and yachts and uh, poolside. Uh, but apparently uh, she cheated. Uh, he caught her and filed for divorce. Uh, they continue to live together in their 8,000-square-foot Thomasville mansion. I guess 8,000 square feet. You can stay apart, <laughs> not see each other very often. And uh, in the divorce, uh, Robert uh, seeks primary physical custody of their $2.5 million home. So why am I going through all this? Well, Lindsay, the, the wife, the cheater maybe, you, uh, is charged in the Bahamas with an alleged plot to assassinate Robert. She and her, she's 36, her lover is 28, Terrence Bethel, uh, hired uh, hitman Farron Newbald uh, to kill Robert. Not sure from the article, uh, the police haven't released information about how they came to know about it. Uh, but uh, that no way to split from your hubby. Hmm. Sometimes outsourcing is not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, You hear these kinds of cases all the time, but not this one. A white police officer in St. Louis filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against the city and two black city officials claiming he was excluded from being promoted to police chief. Uh, The twist on this story is that the position ended up going to another white policeman. He filed a suit against the city of St. Louis uh, mayor and interim public safety director in the Eastern District of Missouri Federal Court, saying his race was a determining factor, motivating factor, or played a part in the decision not to promote him, uh, even though he was qualified to be commissioner or chief. He wants financial compensation for loss in wages and benefits. According to the lawsuit, he began working in the St. Louis Police Department in '94 consistently promoted through the ranks, eventually landing the spot of lieutenant colonel, department's second in command in 2019. In 21, the police chief announced his plans to retire, and this guy submitted an application. However, only he and one other officer, who was also white, met the minimum qualifications to be promoted and passed a written test, he says. But this guy claims in his suit that Jones told him that he would not pick either one because only had two white male candidates to choose from, and St. Louis is more diverse than just white males. So it will be interesting to see how you can claim discrimination for being white when you were um, lost your position to another white person. I think what may be uh, determinative here is if that person actually said to him, I'm not going to pick you because you're white, and then found out he couldn't go through with his plans, that might be enough to give him some compensation uh, because he was motivated by racial bias. Um, Somewhat related, a recent decision by a federal trial judge, I believe in Tennessee. Now, we reported before on the Supreme Court decision regarding the use of race in the admission to universities and, and basically banning the use of race. Um, saying that admissions uh, should be colorblind. Uh, now, this led a Tennessee federal trial judge to say that uh, requirements that federal contracts go to uh, minority 
uh, or disabled or disadvantaged contractors uh, also violated those principles. So uh, the decision on admissions to universities could have a much far, much far-reaching impact. I've seen some podcasts on that where even Ivy League schools who have legacy admissions are in trouble because you can't really well, use legacy. The Biden administration, somewhat as a backlash to the uh, cases against Harvard and North Carolina, uh, has said we, we, the Department of Justice is now investigating legacy um, admissions to schools. Where because somebody in your family went, that yeah. you get in ahead of more qualified people. Yes. Uh, this is a follow-up. Cult mom Lori Vallow smirked in a new mugshot taken the day after she was sentenced to life in prison. I think she got three life sentences for killing her kids and uh, her husband's uh, ex-wife or wife. Uh, the so-called cult mom was convicted in May of killing her 7-year-old son and 16-year-old daughter. Uh, they vanished in 19, and she was um, went on a vacation or a honeymoon with her husband and just wouldn't say where the kids were out. The court heard victim impact statements. Uh, to the surprise of many, she spoke herself and appeared to show no remorse for the crimes, claiming she had talked to the kids, they're busy and happy in heaven, and there were no murders here, and... Um, she's gone down. I think the judge called it the, a rabbit hole of some kind of religious thought. And uh, well, I think she was going for the insanity defense. Too late. She was, was already convicted. Which was denied at the trial. Uh, Trader Joe's announced in July 21 that it's recalling two types of cookies: uh, the almond windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk almond cookies. Uh, they have been removed from chain stores and destroyed, but uh, they're a little concerned about people who may have already bought them because they got rocks. They got rocks in the cookies. Ah. There was another recall on a different, uh, may have been the same, not cookies, but also had rocks contaminating them. A Georgia woman suing her former partner for in excess of $150,000 after he supposedly posted a sex tape of the two of them on multiple social media accounts, including OnlyFans, and she voluntarily uh, made the tape. And oh. uh, based upon, she basically said, "Hey, by the way, I don't. Oh, I will do this, but what you can never share this or post it." They broke up, and of course, what does he do? He posts. It. He posts it right away. It's a. Like some people call it uh, revenge porn. There's been a rise of reports of these kinds of images of intimate acts being uploaded to the Internet without one or more parties' consent. Uh, it's unclear from the court filing why Williams allegedly posted the video online. His revenge was not mentioned. He just, you know, was indiscreet. He was just kiss and tell or filming. Never mind. Uh, I hadn't heard of this before, but apparently it's fairly prevalent. Cindy Smith uh, from Virginia received over 100 Amazon boxes with hundreds of headlamps, glue guns, and children's binoculars, none of which she ordered. They were all manufactured in China, and they were all stored in Amazon warehouses. Amazon had contacted the sellers in China and said, you need to get your merchandise out of our warehouse. It's taking up space. And that the sellers from China just gave Amazon random addresses to deliver the items to. 
she didn't have to pay for any of it, and she has spent a considerable amount of time driving around asking people if they want headlamps, glue guns, or children's binoculars for free. Uh, Some of those scams I've heard about where they you get these um, odd deliveries and they use it to do fake ratings and reviews so that you yes. know, Jeff Cobb bought this and he gave it a five-star and Jeff didn't order it, didn't want it, and didn't do the review. Didn't do the rating. We, we have less than 60 seconds. All right, I'll save my Taco Bell story for the next time. Well, that sounds good, and we hope that you join us again here on Legal News and Views. Enjoy talking to you, and I uh, hope you enjoyed listening. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. Thanks for listening. We should be back next week. Have a good weekend. listening to the talk of the town 97.7 fm and 1450 am waov vincennes and 97.3 fm waov washington i'm tom regatti former president donald trump will appear in court this afternoon to be arraigned again fox and jared halpern has a preview this latest indictment connected to what prosecutors describe as an unlawful scheme to overturn the 2020 election